Breakups are never easy, no matter how many relationships you've had. You always say to yourself, No, this person is different, for sure, they're the one. Even in the face of fundamental flaws. I had to break up with someone. It... It wasn't an easy decision. But something happened between us that... That it left me no choice. If we kept on that path of me giving too much and her taking so much, we... I don't want to think about what could have happened if I didn't end things. And it's not like I hate her or anything. She's a wonderful person and she's been through so much. But boundaries were crossed and measures were implemented in response to that. That's all that happened. I'm just protecting myself. Protecting myself. Yeah. I don't usually open up because going through the mortifying ordeal of being known, <laughs> I'd rather not be perceived, thanks. When you live in the body I do, you'd want to have that gift of no one noticing you. It's just... I don't know how to package myself for other people to accept. And I'm not saying that I want to dumb myself down for someone else, but... But how do you unravel the deeper and uglier parts of yourself to someone you care about. I don't know how to do that. I'd want to learn, though. It's often difficult to achieve self-growth when you have no perspective. Much more difficult if you have no self-awareness. How are you supposed to know what your problem is if you don't even realize you have a problem? I feel like I've been that source of perspective and self-awareness for someone lately. They're not always ready to hear what I have to say, but deep down, I think they already know the things I have to say. I'm just giving that helpful nudge. But I can't always be around for them. I try to keep our interactions brief, almost transactional, but there's something about them. Something about them that I let my guard down for a bit. Whether it's their charm or my yearning for human intimacy, every time I meet them I just want to stay for longer. I love the time I spend with them, seeing them laugh, get flustered, everything. But I know they'll never have me. Not the way they want. It's not gonna happen. Not if I want to keep both of us safe. Yet they still come to me to celebrate their achievements, to console them in their grief, even to just be in the same room as them and do her own thing. Those mundane moments mean so much to me the more I get to know them. It breaks my heart that I'm slowly breaking theirs. A few days after the breakup, I got invited to some house party, and I went because I wanted to take my mind off things. There wasn't anything special about it until I met Daniel. There was something about him that we just connected. Almost like... like we were cut from the same cloth. He even asked for my pronouns, like, five seconds after introducing ourselves, which no one has ever done with me before. Just that one night. And... So much happened. 
He said he liked me right off the bat, but I think we'll be friends for now and see how we go. We went to the museum a few days after the party, and he said something about treating our imperfections as unique parts of ourselves, not something to hide away. He's real insightful like that. Makes me think about how I've been treating my body lately. Like, I know about body neutrality, like, as a response to the incessant cheerfulness of body positivity, but it's a big change to make neutral and practical judgments about my body when all my life I've been swamped with such subjective comments about my body. You're such an adorable height. Your body proportions are a little off compared to your frame. You could camp for big bucks with a build like that. Just shutting all that down feels like a difficult task. And it definitely didn't help when she... You know what? It doesn't matter. I... At least Daniel is around to help. Mac has been spending more time with me lately. I try to project this image of a cool and distant guy, but they just unravel me when I'm with them. <laughs> I never thought I could say that about someone. But no, I have work, and I have clients, and I have subordinates to think about, and... and they're all so boring. I love the company and what it stands for, but holy shit, the people who work in it are so lifeless. It's like every time they come into the office, they shed off what little personality is left, so they enter as blank slates to assimilate as a cog in the capitalist machine. It's our society that consumes us, spits us out to engage in it, then sucks us back in again to rinse and repeat the whole damn process. I want to bring some liveliness about the place, but... Of course, when your boss is the epitome of stick-up-the-ass, you can't really have fun anywhere at work. We don't even do Christmas parties. How fucked is that? And now I have to go to this inane conference about... God, I forgot what it's even about. All I know is that team leaders like me have to go there, so to convince us, they've paid for food and accommodation for the three days it runs. Which is the bright side, I suppose. Maybe I should ask Mac out for dinner. They'll appreciate the free food. Right. Right, 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 right. Um, how do I... How do I say this? Uh, Daniel came on to me last night. I know, I know. I know that I said we'd just be friends, so I made that very clear before anything else could happen. He was in town for some work thing, and he was staying at this fancy hotel. Come to think of it, I think I remember staying at that hotel before. Not sure when, though. Anyway, he's staying at this hotel, and he invites me over for dinner first. We meet at the restaurant level of the hotel, and I have a steak, and he had a... He had a... something. God, I'm not remembering much today, huh? So, yeah, we have dinner, and he takes me up to the room, and we have a chat that took this really weird turn. He started asking me about that breakup. Details of it. 
who initiated it, who said what, and if I felt any closure. I tried to answer, but it... Some of his questions just stumped me. Like if I ever asked for her side of the story, her motivations. Because if I initiated it, then I must have asked her why she did what she did, which forced me to break it off. Right? Well, I didn't. I never thought to ask her input on anything when I broke up with her. I was just so caught up in getting rid of her in my life that I never bothered to check one last time what to look out for so someone like her won't walk into my life again and fuck me up the way she did. I didn't ask any of that. How is he getting into my head like that? I had to tell Mac the truth about me, and, well, to put it plainly, they were in denial for a few moments. And then I explained in more detail and gave some notable incidents as examples, and they accepted the truth about me and the breakup. I haven't seen them since that day, but I hope they're doing all right. Something in me tells me that they're in bed, texting their best friend all about me, asking her what to do. Mac's best friend. What was their name? Ah, Beck. Beck has been good to Mac, as far as I can tell. A bit opinionated at times, but ultimately means well. Really means well. Those missed calls from them when I catch a glimpse from Mac's phone. The camera gallery filled with candid photos of Beck. There's a deep bond there but not as deep as Beck would want, unfortunately. I'm not sure when Beck would break that news to Mac, and I know she will, but I know that it won't come easy. From what Mac has told me about Beck, it's that Beck is self-sacrificial at times. I mean, so is Mac to an extent, but Beck would be a martyr if given the chance. Mac wouldn't know what to do with such devotion, and would probably run away if shown how far Beck is willing to go. But Mac wouldn't let it get to that. I see that they've improved on communicating their feelings and what they want from our relationship. I'm sure they'll do the same with their best friend of multiple years. When you learn the truth about someone you thought you could trust, it really messes with your head. Makes you... Doubt yourself and your judgment. That's what I felt when I learned about Daniel, and yet... I still want him around. He's become this... aid for all my feelings, and me trying to figure things out in life, and he always knows what to say in the moment, and he tells me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear, and that's... You would want that around if you were in my place, wouldn't you? But then I realized that everything he is, all that charm and easygoing attitude is, is, is all me. He told me that he wasn't real, that I, and I made him up to cope with the breakup, and Beck has been trying to tell me that too as a way to get me to see that she's loved me nearly for as long as we've known each other, and all that just... 
I still can't quite believe that my shit was so bad that I made up a whole ass man to cope with my drama. Talk about delusions, huh? <laughs> so, Daniel, what do I do with you now? You know exactly what to do. Even after all this time, you still turn to me for help? Oh, Mac, you've become too fond of me. And that's exactly why I have to leave. It'll be okay. I'll always be with you.